Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a podcast from The Bugle. The distant future, one of the few remaining humans, you live as scavengers of forgotten species from a forgotten civilization. You are overthrown by your own robot slaves who were then overthrown by their robot slaves who were then overthrown by a popular app that became sentient. If you're wondering which app, it's the one you thought of when I said a popular app and then you thought, not that app, that app is what made you think the second thing. (laughs) In two hours, the sun will be extinguished to reduce screen glare. In one hour, the time machine will be completed. You will only have one trip, one chance to change everything. But some of the records are missing. You know exactly what you need to change, but you don't know whether it could have prevented your future or whether it caused your future. Do you protect or do you destroy the gargle? The Sonic Glossy Magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for Visual World. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and this is The Gargle. All of the news, none of the politics. Your guest hosts for this week's edition of the magazine are Tom Neenan and Eleanor Morton. Hello. 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 We sounded like t- uh, children's TV presenters. Yeah. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I never know what I'm expecting when I introduce people as a pair, mm. because then right. I feel like there's an inherent social awkwardness that I've just created out of nothing, which is that you are two separate people in two separate houses mm-hmm. I think we nailed it and then I've sort of cast you <laughs> as an ensemble uh, I should introduce you one at a time but then I'd have to figure out precedence orders and I'm not yes. good at that kind of aristocratic shit it, well be me first wouldn't it so. <laughs> fair enough and then you might have to say something like last but not least which is my <laughs> least favorite phrase of all time because oh, it means no. nothing it, it, no but why would you it's sort of last but le- why would you think it meant least it's just yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it implies and then retracts the least, which is yeah. <laughs> it's a sort of a leasty residue. Just keeps you on your toes. Reminds you that you know you could be leased. So be grateful. One day you'll be leased. One day they'll just say, "And last," and you'll go, "Oh God, I am leased." Mm. And then you never get rid of that. Once you're leased, you get a leased no. infection, and it's very hard to clear up. <laughs> Before we clink mics and drink to the top stories of this week, let's have a look at the front cover. The front cover this week of the magazine is a topless beach photo of a diagram of global economic inflation. Where does it end? Headlines say, inflation, the hot new trend, why being able to afford rent is so last season, how you can perform your own plastic surgery, and rich parents and other tips for staying fabulous. (laughs) The satirical cartoon is a bunch of US politicians looking at a wall of televisions, each reporting on a different school shooting. One politician says, I've got it. What if we ban children? That that one was quite good. 
<laughs> that one was quite good. Are they allowed to be good political cartoons? Uh, no, they're not allowed to be good. I retracted immediately. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it was powerful and and amusing. The satirical cartoons are sort of meant to be satire about satirical cartoons as much mm. as they're meant to be satirical cartoons. So they serve a double function, which is that if they're good, uh, that's nice. But if they're bad, they're meant to be. Right. Yeah. Perfect. That's you got your get out clause right there. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of getting out of stuff, this is our top story for this week. The story that a US Amazon driver was caught in the midst of a police standoff delivering a package. Uh, Tom Neenan, you've knocked on the door and said, I have a package for you. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> Allegedly. Um, yes. Sorry, this is in... can you unbox this story hey. for us? Oh, very nice. Uh, hi, everyone. So I've ordered this off of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what unboxers do? I assume so. Uh, I'm going to take you to Cary, North Carolina, where amidst a standoff, an Amazon driver delivered a package, which is commitment I've never heard of. I mean, my, my Amazon driver will not... My Amazon driver, I don't own them. Uh, <laughs> but the one who frequents my house uh, would put in, you know, a, uh, a misdelivery if it's drizzling. So this is impressive. I'm really impressed by this. Um, fortunately, the thing that was being ordered off uh, Amazon was a book called How to Stop Armed Standoffs. Uh, <laughs> so as soon as that arrived, everything was wrapped up immediately. But no, I, I just think this is, it just shows that people who work in the, you know, the hustle industry and the people who work for sort of, you know, very low wages, but still really commit to stuff. And it's maybe an indictment of our current society that people are willing to risk their lives in order to get people their sort of packaging and things you know their, their Tupperware that they need this chap was collared by the police on his way to the door and uh, the police confiscated his parcel and he did that thing that Amazon drivers do which is took a photo of the parcel before he left <laughs> which is incredible which is like yeah basically uh, left a note saying your package is beneath a sniper rifle somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and you have to go and like find it but it got there in the end which I, I guess is good but um basically this is all of these jobs are things that they now say can be done by drones right armed standoffs and delivering amazon packages are both things that could have been done by drones so we could have had a very fun situation where two different sets of drones met and i don't know maybe became friends fell in love let's be fair it's three things that drones could possibly do in the near future at least uh, according to a lot of very hysterical tweets one is yeah. uh police uh, enforcement the other is delivering packages and the third mm. is uh taking hostages <laughs> <laughs> all three that is a pixar film that i'm writing at the minute uh that is my idea and you can't have it <laughs> eleanor people keep saying oh you know drones are deli- i haven't seen i haven't had anything delivered by a drone i would love to have something delivered by a drone that would be great that would be very useful i'm in a top floor flat it could just come to the window <laughs> i think if you looked up the phrase late stage capitalism in a dictionary this would be the picture that company that what what does that say about uh the world more than the fact that the amazon package you know god knows what amazon are going to do to that guy who doesn't um doesn't deliver it uh it, it's sort of like maybe maybe they would end up in an arm standoff so um so i i i get it i, I get you know we've all we've all we're all people who've had jobs we know what it's like you've got to deliver literally in his case mm-hmm. and um you don't want to get in trouble for not not doing that. I do wonder, was it a package for the guy in the standoff or was it a package for someone in the building? Because I think it was a package for the guy for in the, the standoff. Guy, who, wow. uh, 
this is sort of a typical of these stories. They look very funny on the surface, and the deeper you dig, the more tragic they get. <laughs> the chap said that uh, a number of Amazon employees uh, commented on this story and said that if he hadn't delivered the package, he might have gotten fired. Uh, which you think there w- there would be a clause of like, sorry, I'm late. I didn't mm. deliver the package because there were men with guns in- pointed in both directions <laughs> that I was meant to go towards. Yeah, it, one of the boxes to tick. You know, you were out. No one answered. There was some mm. police with rifles. <laughs> Nowadays, people are so, you know, we've become so used to the idea that you have to get stuff immediately when you want it, and there can be nothing to stop it. That, you know, people will, people will order things in the middle of a standoff and go, I can't believe this guy's late. Like, what an inconvenience <laughs> for me. And um, I kind of miss, you know, when you would order something and you didn't get a choice about how quickly it came. You just had to wait until it did. <laughs> You know, I think that taught us. I think that taught us a bit of a bit of um, patience and and self control. Oh, this instant gratification yeah. culture is awful. Now people get married; they expect to begin the ne- the rest of their lives together immediately. It used to be you'd get married, he'd go off to sea sixteen <laughs> years and come back. You'd have a child. Was it his? You don't know. Like it's you'd be in different wings of the house as well. So, yeah, yeah. You didn't have to see each other all the time. Well, I guess this is the the other crossover between uh, between uh, hostages and Amazon workers is they both wee in bottles. So, um, so you know, <laughs> proper late stage capitalism. Very similar warehouse conditions. I also think that mm. if if drones were doing these jobs, much easier for them to organise a union um, strikes and things. So you wouldn't want to come up against the drones if they uh, <laughs> if they decided their working conditions weren't good enough. So mm. maybe they need to get some more drones in the unions. Good point your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy you're cultured you're polite you take your hat off when you go indoors so why do you leave your hair on stop being rude get rid of your hair and then get new hair wigs hair that's optional (laughs) they're four teens with a passion for genetics but a fun school experiment turns existential when they discover they're actually in their 30s this summer it's time to ask yourself has any casting director ever actually seen a teenager in These actors are clearly adults coming to you this summer. (laughs) Are you a family of ducks on the set of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids who accidentally got shrunk with the kids? Until you invent a de-shrinking ray, which is unlikely to be soon because you're a duck, there's one thing you need, a pond. And where are you going to find the ingredients for a pond? That's right, in half a glass of water. (laughs) <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by dumplings every culture has them you're gonna eat them dumplings the mystery the mayhem dumplings what's in that wet sack of carbs and why can't i stop eating it <laughs> and you're cultured you're polite you take your wig off when you go indoors so why do you leave your head on stop being rude get rid of your head guillotines we're trying to break into a new market segment because it's been a while since the last choppy revolution <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now it's time for your child development news story, mm. which is the news uh, that dad jokes may help with child development. Uh, Eleanor Morton, uh, you've met a dad. Can you unpack this story? Yeah, um, I have to say, first of all, that the articles about this were all definitely written by dads and that <laughs> there's no way the researcher is not also a dad. Um, apparently, so apparently, according to, according to this research, it's all very, you know, it's all very may and um, possibly, so it's nothing concrete, but um, the, the theory is that dad jokes... It's much right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad jokes like that. Um, <laughs> like that? I love it. Hey. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Dad, I'm not going to stop. Hello, I'm not going to stop. I'm dad. <laughs> Call me an ambulance. Um, <laughs> apparently they're... An ambulance. <laughs> They're good for your development. An ambulance called. Your phone is running. What, Dad? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you anymore, Dad. <laughs> like emancipation, please. Um, the theory is that they are good for your development because um, they sort of challenge children to. Um, they give you a sense of you know. There's a bit of embarrassment there. There's a bit of discomfort and they kind of help children to develop the idea that it's okay to be a bit embarrassed or have a bit of discomfort um which i think is an incredible way uh for dads to center themselves in child rearing there <laughs> the idea that um dad jokes might make your children better somehow is 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 incredibly confident uh given that the majority of child rearing and house labor is still done by women but someone's written a whole paper about maybe your terrible jokes uh might be like the key to that child's confidence and resilience later in life when i first read this i thought it was maybe that the kind of the use of puns or word trickery Mm. would teach children to think more laterally and to kind of but it's just that being mean and tricking your children allegedly makes them stronger (laughs) i think they called it an aggressive parenting style which i thought was funny (laughs) yeah dr peter gray says ideally father's rougher style of joking fulfills a function teasingly striking at their children's egos and emotions without teetering over into bullying fathers build their children's resilience and teach them to withstand minor attacks and bouts of negative emotion teaching them impulse control and emotional regulation i go yourself (laughs) (laughs) Well, well i mean to be fair my dad loves a dad joke. I am now a comedian. What does that say? You know, was he wrong? Did that not work? That wasn't his intention. But they become ingrained in quite a lot. Like in the previous story, when you said, uh, I, I, I've never had anything delivered by a drone. In my head, I immediately thought, apart from a speech by a politician. Oh. And yeah, exactly. And it's like, but you have to like crush it down. It's giving you this thing that you then need to... I read this story, which is from... Will you say Aris University? Is that where it's from? The Dad Institute yeah. of Making Dads Look Cool. Yeah, which is which is literally... <laughs> and I saw Aris and was like, that's a bit of a funny name. Is that deliberate? Is that part of the dad joke? It's They're infectious and they're bad. And we shouldn't be... I agree with you both. We shouldn't be encouraging this. 
having said that, I did come up with an amazing dad joke last night. Please <gasps> tell. And I was so pleased with myself. Um, mm. Me and my friend Caitlin were, were walking along Lothian Road and the futon shop, the burglar mm. alarm was going off. And I said, quick as a flash, guys. This is years <laughs> of training. Mm. I said, there's been a burglary at the futon company. Police say the suspects are lying low. <gasps> yes thank you that's the reaction that's the reaction Beautiful. i was so pleased with that i was gonna say uh please say the suspects didn't steal anything that mattress oh, oh very nice that's not bad yeah i mean the groan is how you know it's good yeah i was um anytime i'm on the tube and i go through oval uh there will be an announcement that says this station is oval and i'll say it looks more square to me <laughs> My dad's favorite thing, and it's so—it's not really a dad joke. It's just like a dad vibe. Is whenever you like, like a small injury, you stub your toe, you bite your tongue, and 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 you go, "Oh, that really hurt." He goes, "We probably shouldn't do it then." It's the most (laughs) annoying. So I'm so angry. But Tom, you're a dad. Are you? You're a dad. No. No, oh my gosh. In joke to injury. Oh my god! You just look like a dad. I could. I look so much like a dad. I've got a shirt on. But I can be. I've got dad joke, like, I've got that dad humour thing. Like, um, there's a very famous, is it a vine where there's a guy driving on the oh, street? Oh, yeah, Drew Gooden. Uh, is that his name? Yeah, he's very funny. And, uh, and he, road work ahead, I sure hope it does. And that is like, <laughs> I hear that in my head every single day. I think about it every single day, so and it makes good. me so happy. Um, but no, I'm not a dad. I think we've learned from this article that you don't need to be a father to be a dad. You just need yes. to be someone yes. who feels like mild bullying is resilience <laughs> for the people around you. That is 100% me. That is my personality right there. <laughs> Your reviews section now. And as you know, each week our guest editors bring in something to review out of five stars. Tom Neenan, what have you brought in for us this week? Hello, today I am reviewing uh, celebrities that you've forgotten about but are still great. So I'll be reviewing some celebrities you've forgotten about but are still great. Uh, number one, Callista Flockhart. Uh, this unproblematic star of early noughties uh, stayed out of the limelight but remains an absolute delight, four out of five. <laughs> one for the Brits here, Anthony Worrell Thompson. Uh, the kitchen maestro hasn't been seen a lot recently but he remains a delightful presence and a short-necked foodie. Uh, so he gets three stars out of five. <laughs> Um, Anastasia, the specs wearing warbler, uh, still has a great voice and is still knocking out the hits, five out of five. Baba Sparks, I hope he's well, four out of five. Um, <laughs> and finally, Preston from The Ordinary Boys, uh, now living in LA, no longer married to Chantel, four out of five. Those were your celebrities you'd forgotten about. Someone mentioned Preston the other day. I'm just saying it's like a confirmation uh, was it confirmation bias i just I've, I've heard about preston twice this week and i think that's is it bader meinhof complex but for preston from the ordinary boys yes you just you mm. keep remembering people um, yeah <laughs> well there you go like, he doesn't like count preston. Then. yeah yeah <laughs> i have, have bader meinhof meinhof complex where i keep hearing about bader meinhof complex <laughs> <laughs> eleanor what have you brought in for us uh today i'm reviewing bags um, and I want to start with top tier, which is um, just because I use them a lot. Top tier is, is definitely going to be a, a, a canvas tote, versatile, <laughs> good for shopping, good for anything, really. You put loads of stuff in there. I put, I put all sorts of things, five out of five. And then you get to mid tier. Mid tier bags, that's, that's a plastic bag. Uh, you know, not good for the environment, but 
durable you can have it forever again put all sorts of stuff in that swimming costumes food swimming costumes and food um <laughs> but, but the one i really want to talk about three out of five but the one i want to really talk about is is tiny tiny little bags because I, tiny little bags are back and i'm very upset about this i don't know alice uh how much of a fashionista you are i you know i assume tom is um do you remember the mid 2000s yeah. do you remember the tiny little pochette bags the baguettes uh-huh. as they were called the the tiny shoulder bags where the strap and the bag were the same size do you remember this I do, I do remember Cast that. Cast your mind it. back. Yeah. It's a terrible time for everyone. So they're back in fashion. It was a terrible time, and now they're back again, and everyone's got a tiny bag with nothing in it. And um, it just angers me to see. I never thought I'd become that person who was angry about fashion trends reoccurring. Like, <laughs> But, you know, uh, meme, from, um, meme from the last crusade, me looking old and... <laughs> saying you've chosen poorly because uh, they're back and I want to go up to the young women I see who look very stylish but I want to go up and be like that bag is you're going to regret that bag you're going to look back in 10 years and think I could have been carrying around so much more stuff than this and um, what what a fool I was and, and I'm just too wise now so zero out of ten for tiny little bags, and I keep seeing them everywhere. I absolutely agree with this as somebody who has Thank always you. been the carrier around of extremely large bags at all yeah. times with all sorts of equipment. If I'm not, you know, I don't know if this is like Holocaust genetics or just uh, <laughs> leaving the house very early and doing lots of activities uh, when I was at university, but I just will not leave the house unless I have at least three carabiners. Um, absolutely and something with multiple pouches in it (laughs) we've definitely moved on as a society if you can mention a plastic bag and not immediately make a reference to american beauty and i'd like us all to be thankful that that didn't happen yeah good point yeah we're all moving forward uh, and we need to leave that film behind in the ruby mirror yeah our nostalgia (laughs) correspondent tom nina (laughs) (laughs) that's me now it's time for your finance news and this is the news uh, that jp morgan chase has been the victim of a fairy tale (laughs) (laughs) they are the evil goblin in a fairy tale who got tricked by probably somebody morally better than them tom neenan you've stood on a bridge and forbidden people to pass unless they answered one of your three tricky riddles can you unpack Mm -hmm. this story for us yes of course uh i frequently do that uh only to billy goats nowadays Um, who do a lot of tra- tramping over bridges, but um, always in height order as well. If I were them, I'd mix it up. Anyway, uh, yes, JP Morgan uh, have been... Uh, they've been the victim of what I call um, the, uh, the it's not like you to say sorry, I'm always waiting on a different story, because uh, they <laughs> thought they had nickelbacks. <laughs> no, that's not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, this is a very visual gag for a very audio magazine. You've been predicted by Ped, our editor, who had written on a piece of paper <laughs> that Tom Neenan would make a Nickelback joke. That's incredible. <laughs> Which I I feel so, as the kids say, I feel seen. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, that, that that's basically what's happened. I, I was reading this story, and I can't quite get to the bottom of when this happened, that basically JP Morgan assumed that they were in possession of a, basically a warehouse full of bags full of nickels. Um, and actually, every single one of those nickels uh, it turned out to be bags full of pebbles, which sounds a bit similar. So it could be that there was a, a phone conversation that somehow went awry. Or like you say, <laughs> they didn't get the name right of some uh, some goblin. And so he cursed them. 
Um, but either way, basically, JP Morgan are now in possession of a warehouse full of bags, which are, I think, uh, what is it? I can't remember the percentage now, but they're worth about something like 0.01% of what they thought they were because pebbles are less valuable than money. That's basically why most rich people have a sand beach, not a pebble beach, because what would be the point? <laughs> I mean, also, really, if your sand castle is a castle, it's not a beach. Pebble yeah. beaches. <laughs> Stop pretending you'd be beaches. You're just a shore. Yeah, exactly. That's all we've got in Britain. You can't take pebble beaches away from us, Alice. That's our our beach culture. I just did. Mm. But yeah, a a spokesman from JP Morgan said, if I had a nickel for every time I'd found a pebble, that would really help us out right now. Um, In this story, so they, I'm guessing they purchased it from an unscrupulous person who then just, they just assumed there was lots of money in there and it just had the same weight as the money and now they're in possession of, like you say, basically a very underwhelming um, British seaside resort. (laughs) Well, I mean, this reflects on the London Metal Exchange's veracity Mm. because uh, they were the ones who verified that the bags were full of nickels. What are we going to do without our unwavering trust in the London Metal Exchange? I always prefer the London Jazz Exchange or the London Easy Listening Exchange, personally. I'll swap you a crooner for a lounge singer. <laughs> so apparently they, they trade in hard metals, um, JP Morgan. I don't know how this works, but um, mm. uh, I don't know if it was a mix-up or a trick. I don't know who was someone was ordering a lot of, like someone with a big, um, a, a, a big driveway was ordering a lot of stones for that. But um, <laughs> I mean, I also don't know how much a lot of nickel is even worth it's obviously it's it's uh it's a low down domino- denomination as, as far as metals go so well it's 1.3 million dollars worth oh no of, okay that's quite a lot of money yeah mm. no, that's, of, that's of not nickel had it been nickel it would have been worth 1.3 million dollars unfortunately the story doesn't tell us how much it was worth as stones um <laughs> Presumably had some worth, but probably not as much as if it were metal. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, money is useful now, but in the upcoming apocalypse, will many many stones not be more useful? You can build a shelter, you can throw them at enemies, you can make stone soup to bring it back to the fairy tale <laughs> uh, vibe, and then you know live on that for months and months. So, don't look a gift stone in the mouth, is what I say. Now they're going to have to figure out who switched it, uh, what magic spell was used, who decided to check it, because if you'd never checked it, it would have been Schrodinger's nickel and it would have kept being traded. I don't think anyone would have taken the nickel out. It would have just kept being in bags, signifying value. Well, apparently they um, this all happened in Rotterdam, uh, which is also what J.P. Morgan said when they found out they'd been duped. Mm? Oh. Dad jokes. <laughs> now it's time for our uh, TikTok terrible sad news this is the news that it is now a trend among young workers to live talk if that is indeed the term and i'm pretty sure it isn't their resignations uh, <laughs> eleanor morton you're on the internet can you unpack this story for us hi yes i am on the internet i am on tiktok in fact uh, not right now um you're all interesting enough that i haven't been distracted yet <laughs> so apparently a lot of gen z i believe is 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 the term uh young youngsters um have been quitting their jobs and sort of live streaming it while they do it which i don't really know i guess the you know they they were talking to psychologists about this the idea is that younger people are uh digital natives is the term so that you know they've they've grown up with the internet from from birth and social media from birth so 
they feel the need to share everything and kind of document everything, including things like this, which I certainly wouldn't do because I always cry when I quit or get fired because it's very stressful. But they, they seem, I guess they find a comfort maybe in, in sharing that moment with people. And also, you know, the idea of, of they're all getting very burnt out because, uh, again, capitalist nightmare. So they're all sort of going, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. I mean, the problem is that if they all become full-time TikTokers, which I, is the phrase, um, mm-hmm. then um, they'll overflood the market and then they'll all have to quit TikTok live on another app where they're streaming themselves on TikTok and they go, it's time to leave TikTok for, I don't know, is Snapchat still a thing? All I know is if you can't stop streaming, you need to see a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me admires the kind of chutzpah of, you know, being because I think uh, generations above that are quite bad at quitting jobs when we should. So Mm -hmm. uh, not us, not, not comedians, but, you know, other people, sensible jobs are quite bad at sort of having boundaries. So in a way, I like the idea that they're kind of going, I'm, I'm done, I'm out of here, but we'll see. I don't know what, we don't really know what the impact's going to be. Well, I feel like what, the thing is they have, they don't have boundaries, but in the other, on the other angle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have boundaries about work hours, but not about sharing every minute detail of their personal lives uh, yeah. with random strangers on the internet. Yeah. I, I think it's mainly just a great story because of the phrase quit talk, which um, you couldn't, I've tried some other ones, Resignstagram. Doesn't really work. I rest my casebook, barely even relevant to the story. And I don't need this job. I'm going to be Vine. Like that, it, it, none of them have the, the same ring. What about Quitter? Oh my God. <laughs> See? I'm going to give up. Just... I'll just give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quitter, definitely. Wow. Well, we've done it. So that's what they should be doing. Nailed it. Which is funny because Twitter is actually quitting being a thing as well at yeah. the same time. So it all works out. And also, no one's been able to quit Twitter because they've all been fired. Um, so, <laughs> so the irony is there. <laughs> One more dad joke, just for this. So, if you work for a dentist surgery and you want to do this, would you quit by on TikTok? Okay, this is good. This is gonna be good. <laughs> it lacks the brevity of a dad joke, but I'm gonna. I saw my face just there. <laughs> <laughs> Working a dentist surgery, right? Keep that in your head, right? You're gonna quit on TikTok, right? Would you do that, right? Keep all that by flossing. There we go. We got there, guys. Oh, and yay. I'm really proud of us all. Very good. That was Thank the you. most while trying to be relevant, still dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> joke that I've heard all day. Now we're flipping through the ads at the back. It's the end of the show. Uh, Tom Neenan, have you got anything to plug? Um... Uh, uh, they, yeah, just I'm at TVN on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like I always plug things, and then um, I get emails saying that's that has been delayed. So basically, I think the thing I plugged last time still doesn't come out. So basically, listen to that one, and that will come out. But follow me on Twitter. I will I will post when exciting things are happening. Also, I'm gonna plug. Uh, I'm gonna plug. What did what have I? Uh, something I haven't been involved in, like a film I've seen recently. What film have I? Uh, Scream 6, go and see Scream 6 in cinemas now because franchise cinema is an exciting thing and we should all support it. Thank you. <laughs> Eleanor, what have you uh, got to plug? If you're coming to McCulloch Festival in at the end of April and there's still tickets for my ill-advised character show, it does what it says on the tin. And um, <laughs> I'm also very excited. I'm going to be interviewing Josie Long about her new book, short stories book, 
on the 22nd of May in Edinburgh. So um, I have put details for that on my social meds if you'd like to come and do that. I think it'd be a very wholesome, lovely uh, event where we talk about books and stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, that's me. Well, tell you what, speaking of uh, books, I'm going to recommend uh, Such a Fun Age, uh, which is a book I've just finished, which is very good and very funny and very timely. There you go. That's my plug for this week. <laughs> You can find me online at patreon.com slash alicefraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs, as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons and my weekly writers' meetings if you'd like to write with me or do a writers' workshop. That's the place to go, patreon.com slash alicefraser. I'm doing my new show, Twist, at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. If you're in Melbourne, do come and see it. This is an Alice Fraser and Bugle podcast production. If you'd like to be a roving reporter for The Gargle, tweet us at hellogarglers on Twitter. The roving reporters this week for this week's edition of The Gargle are C-Lips, who sent in the Amazon standoff story, James VT, who sent in the dad joke story, and Fiendish Skald, who sent in the Nickelbags story. Your editor is Pet Hunter, your executive producer is Chris Skinner, and I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories, and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.